It's a Mulcair Monday, and former NDP leader and opposition leader Thomas Mulcair joins us. Good morning, Thomas Mulcair. Good morning, John Moore. Okay, so Parliament gets back to session today, and I I guess you, more than many people, could offer some insight into what that's like. Is everyone going to have new shoes and long pants? (laughs) Everybody's going to be in a good mood, despite the fact that the polls have been somewhat grim for the Liberals. People who are in politics like getting back into the game. You know, it's like the off-season. You know, you're on the barbecue circuit, you're talking to people, you're doing stuff that you like, but the real game... (laughs) <laughs> the one that you got elected to be part of is in the House of Commons. So people will be showing that, you know, that we'll have a very spirited uh, return of the of the question periods we got used to between Poiliev and Trudeau. Poiliev really does know how to knock Trudeau off his mark. And uh, it, it shows, you know, Trudeau sometimes has trouble finding his words, but oh, never more than when uh, Poiliev's bearing down on him. So it's going to be fun to watch. I don't know if you caught any part of Pierre Poiliev's uh, press conference yesterday. He was on about key subjects like onions, cabbage, carrots, and lettuce. I'm not making it up. Mm. He gave the price increase of every one of those. This guy has a knack for simplifying political messages that is remarkable. You can agree or completely disagree with his politics, but Pierre Poiliev is a remarkable communicator, and it's it's an acquired taste. It's not something that everybody likes the first time they hear him get before a microphone, but he's been relentless, and this is what we're going to see again today, I believe, John, in the House of Commons. Meanwhile, uh, Jagmeet Singh is going to be joining us at 9.05 this morning. I'd be curious about your thoughts Good. for him and maybe any questions for him as well, but I'm, I just I find it's awfully hard to complain about the government when you are responsible for keeping the government in office. That's the that's the tricky thing. Now, I can tell you, because I still speak with a whole bunch of people who, who are members of the NDP, they're very proud of the fact that they've been getting measurable results, like the dental care plan, to give the most obvious one. So they're, they're very comfortable with the fact that they're maintaining the Liberals in power. They look at the barbarians at the gates, that would be the Conservatives, and Pierre Poiliev, and they're saying, much better off with this. So... While Trudeau gets to boast that he brought in, for example, $10 a day childcare across the country, at least in most provinces, because he's got deals with most provinces, Singh gets to say, this is part of the package that we're, we're there for. You know, we're here for these progressive values to get change in the right direction. But you're completely right, John. It is going to be passing difficult on the doorstep, whenever that comes in the next election, for NDPers to say, and don't vote for the Liberals. They're, they're, they're horrible. They, they do bad things. And the persons will just cock their head and say, but You've been supporting them for years. Why, why are all of a sudden you're telling us not to vote for the Liberals? That's going to be tricky because the next campaign will include a very strong push by the Liberals, whether Trudeau's the Liberal leader or not. A strong push, a classic push by the Liberals. Don't split the vote, otherwise the Conservatives get in. And I can go all the way back in history. You know, David Lewis, same thing. He had made a deal with Pierre Trudeau, and then election time came, and Trudeau just pummeled him. And the, the NDP took a beating and the liberals got their majority back so this is the this is part of the history of these things uh, john and you're completely right Singh could pay a heavy price at the doorstep in the next election campaign meanwhile justin trudeau has to hit the ground running and seem to be in control what do you see his strategy as well then he should have been meeting the heads of the grocery chains and not sending in minister champagne to to chat with them um they are going to be threatening the leaders, you know, the heads of the largest grocery chains in Canada. You and I have talked about this before. Canadians seem to like their monopolies or their quasi-monopolies. They call them oligopolies. So whether it's the 
oil companies at the gas pump, whether it's the cell phone companies charging far more than other countries in the G20, or whether it's our very small number of large grocery chains that cover the country from coast to coast to coast, we get nailed. And over and over again, there's price gouging, and we know that. So Trudeau's finally onto it, but Poitiers just smiles and says, well, you, you haven't done anything, and you're not going to do anything, because I don't think that any of these companies are afraid right now. There is talk over the weekend. They started leaking that they might take a fiscal a taxation approach against them. Stay tuned. It could get very rough very fast. If Trudeau has understand, understood, like everybody else in Canada has, that Poitiers is scoring heavily on this, then there's uh, nothing that will be off the table. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether Champagne is actually able to shake them a bit. I guess they're holding back Trudeau for a next meeting before they lower the boom. But obviously, Canadians are hurting at the pocketbook, John, and Trudeau's got to react, and he hasn't been doing anything about it. So a little bit late, but at least he's showing some action now. An interesting think piece about uh, Parliament Hill as a workplace, and I'd be curious, yes. having worked there, uh, your thoughts, because I think a lot of people don't know, for example, that uh, MPs sometimes live like university students, like three to an apartment, that um, executive assistants will be there before the boss and long after the boss is gone, that it's not a particularly happy place to work. It's a very tough place to work, and it always has been, especially for women. There were, you know, as workplaces across Canada were adapting, you know, you'd have a childcare space that would set aside in the larger companies. None of that existed in Parliament. Andrew Shear was actually the one of the first speakers to start moving in that direction. Um, it is a place of work in addition to everything else. The tone has often been really brutal, especially against women. The, the heckling that you sometimes catch today is maybe one-tenth of, of what it was a couple of decades ago. So it's starting to change. Uh, I think that Anthony Rhoda, frankly, is probably the best speaker in generations uh, in the House of Commons. He's really got the respect of both sides. And he's starting to move in the right direction in terms of, of changing the, the, the tone in the House of Commons, which is long overdue. You know, the, the place where I <laughs> I can learn my lessons in Quebec City in the parliament up there, the legislature in Quebec City called the National Assembly, and at the beginning in Ottawa, it was a really rough and tumble place. So not only in terms of tone and the style, but in terms of the substance, how we deal with things. And yes, recognizing that it is a place of work and, and that people should be treated properly, especially the, the staff there. And by the way, the journalists. And just before I let you go, I'm curious about your thoughts on the House itself, because I was just looking at some live video of the House of Commons as it exists right now. And uh, what a lot of people don't know is that's actually a former quadrangle that was an outdoor space. Yes. Yes. I, I love it. You know, I Me realize too. there's an historic value in going back to the old house, but I, frankly, I don't need to. <laughs> Here, here, Mr. Moore. I was invited by some students that they, they were doing a, a model parliament. The students at the University of Ottawa had me in, and I hadn't been in this new one because I left just as they were closing the old one. And John, it's just magnificent. It's large. It's airy. It breathes. It, it, it's conducive to good open debate. I, I, I love that spectac spectacular space. The old one is very crammed quarters, and they haven't expanded it. And I <laughs> I'd at the drop of a hat vote in favor of keeping this one and turning the other one into, well, maybe a daycare. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Take, take good care. All the best. That's Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the opposition.